Welcome to the Get Your Donut Podcast. We're here to exchange our consumeristic Christianity for a life fully surrendered to Christ, and to never let our faith be as simple as grabbing coffee and a donut in the lobby. Let's do this. Well, hello, everyone. My name is Noah Reed, and you are listening to the Get Your Donut Podcast. We're glad you're here. Uh, we're going to jump right into our episode today on understanding context when it comes to understanding scripture. But before we do that, really quick, a reminder for you to follow us on Instagram at What's Up Reads and subscribe to our email newsletter. Both of those are in the description below, and they're the best two ways to stay up to date with everything that we have going on. Uh, so back to our, our topic for today, understanding context when understanding scripture. I think this is something that we've probably all heard uh, people talk about before, but really uh, we wanted to just take, uh, it's it's going to be simple, uh, our look at context, but I think it's going to help us understand why uh, we must understand uh, the context in order to understand what scripture uh, is saying. But first I thought, well, let's start with what context actually is. Uh, when we say, you know, that was taken out of context or, you know, I'd be, I'd be curious to, to know a little bit more about that uh, point that the pastor made or the verse uh, that he was talking about. All of those things are questions that revolve around context. And really, when I say that word, what I'm talking about are the details that surround a text or a passage that can bolster our understanding of the Bible, bolster our understanding of the passage, of what the author was intending when he wrote it. Uh, and so there's a few different ways that you might do this, a few different types of context that you can look at. And the first is historical cultural context. This is uh, typical things that you might hear in a sermon on a Sunday morning that you're like, oh, that's cool. I didn't know that about uh, the Romans, or I didn't understand that about, you know, the Israelites in the Old Testament. And this is the stuff that's like the setting of the text. So the time uh, period in which it was written, maybe something from that time period uh, that sticks out, you know, uh, maybe it's a type of clothing that was worn or a type of food that was eaten. Uh, and then the other part of the setting would be the place. Uh, you know, maybe this was uh, written in in Rome and it was written uh, to Greeks or something like that. And so that would change the way in which you interact with the text. So that's historical, cultural, be things that where you look at the time and the place, and then you look at the background of that setting. And so if there's a specific culture being involved, uh, you know, like if there's a, a passage that specifically was written for, for Jews or Israelites, uh, it might, you might interact with that differently than if there's a passage that was specifically written uh, to Gentiles or one that is addressed to the church. Uh, in particular, all of those things, that's kind of the historical or cultural setting of the passage that you're in, and, and it does impact the way that we interact with that. And that's what we're going to get to here in a minute. The second type of context uh, that came to my mind as I was preparing for this is the literary context. This is things like grammar, genre, sentence structure, uh, even things like looking at the verse before and after the verse you're looking at, the rest of the passage that those verses are contained in, the chapter that that passage is contained in, and even the book as a whole that that chapter is contained in. Um, all of those things point out uh, different things. And so, uh, for example, for genre, you know, you're going to read a book of prophecy differently than you're going to read a gospel. They were written for completely different purposes. They're both in the Bible. They're both inspired by God. They're both inerrant. However, they were written differently. Uh, you're going to read Proverbs differently than you would read Psalms. And if you tried to read them in the same way, 
you're you're going to be frustrated or confused or both, or you're going <laughs> or you're going to be wrong uh, in your understanding. And so the literary context is really important, and we're going to touch on this. Uh, later as we talk about application. Um, but this is what happens when we when we like cherry pick a verse out of a passage or out of a chapter or out of a book. And we say, oh my gosh, I love this verse. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with, obviously, with loving a verse of scripture. But when we yank it uh, out of its literary context, sometimes we can lose uh, the fuller meaning of what that meant. A third type of context that uh, I thought would be important to point out would be a biblical or theological context. And this would be like key themes or ideas that run through a passage. So uh, when Jesus refers to himself as the son of man, there's a context there that's happening. Uh, that that also is a historical context because he's referring back to Daniel chapter 7. But uh, there's a biblical context there that that we should be aware of there's an importance and a, and a reason that jesus is referring to himself as the son of man it's saying something uh, historically he's ref- he's tying himself back to a historical idea culturally uh, he's making a statement uh that that is putting himself uh an equal plane with god uh but biblically He's, he's doing something as well. He's, he's uh, recognizing the deity of Christ is what he's talking about. He's saying, I'm the one you've been waiting for. Uh, and with biblical context, we might understand some of those passages differently or understand uh, the reactions of the people in those passages differently with a little bit of biblical context. Theological context, very similar, but just theological ideas, uh, themes, or truths that run through passages uh, that help us understand what's going on too. So if you look at uh, you know, a passage where God is um, uh, eliminating the Canaanites and you know, or commanding Israel to plunder uh, a people group. We have questions about that, and rightfully so. Those are those are good passages to wrestle with. But the theological context that might help us is to know that God is always good. And when we have that theological context in our minds as we read those passages, it helps us understand what those passages are trying to teach us. Uh, the last thing, and this fits into all of these categories, but the last piece of, of context is, is to remember uh, the audience that the passage was written to or that the book was written to, uh, or if it wasn't written to someone specifically like a letter, then, then uh, the original audience that would have been intended to read what was written is important too because an author might be writing specifically for their context to understand it. So there may even be uh, sayings like idioms or things like that in there uh, that since we are you know a couple thousand years removed and here in the West a few thousand miles removed from what's going on, uh, that's a big time to make up between us and the original audience. And so we don't just want to assume that uh, it would be written to us in the exact same wording as it was written then. Uh, there was an original audience at play, and it's important to understand those things. So that's, that's just a little bit on what context is, helping us remind us what we're talking about as we use that word context. It's kind of all of those things mashed up into one. Uh, and sometimes we don't need every single piece uh, of those things to understand the text accurately. And in fact, it's important to note that um, uh, scripture is, is clear that the Holy Spirit is the one who helps us interpret and understand uh, the passage and that through prayer we can understand, uh, you know, what God's word is saying to us. But uh, it's also important to know that, I you know, I don't want you to feel like in my devotional time I must 
you know, understand the historical cultural context, look at the literary structure, I'm analyzing the original languages, I'm looking at the biblical and theological themes. That's not what I'm saying. What I'm saying is that these pieces of context help us to better understand what's going on in the passage. And so there's a time and place for us to study these things deeper, for us to gain an understanding in what's going on. So uh, there's three reasons uh, why I think context is important. Uh, why I think we we ought to pay attention to it, and why I think it's vital to understanding Scripture. And the first one is that context develops our understanding. Okay, context develops our understanding. Uh, this this simply just means that without context, uh, you possibly not always, but you possibly could have a really hard time understanding what's going on. Again, uh, every every book of Scripture is written by a real person for real people at a real time. Okay, that, that means there's a specific set of circumstances, ideas, relationships, world events that are surrounding the author writing something, right? Uh, it, it, it means that if I was to write a letter right now to my future great-great-great-great-great-grandson and I reference COVID-19, uh, even if I just put COVID or if I just put, you know, at, this was after the pandemic, uh, I, we don't know how the COVID-19 pandemic is going to be perceived in four generations. And so if I'm using that as a big part of my context and later on my great, 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 great grandson or however many greats I added in there, uh, if he decides to just decide that the pandemic was something else than what I'm talking about, he's going to have a different context than what I was writing. He's going to understand that letter differently. That's the same thing that happens when we come to scriptures, that the author has intended something specific and there's something very spiritual about what was written down, right? Second Timothy 3 tells us that all scripture is breathed out by God. In other words, these words weren't even really these men's words. God had given it to them to write down. And so when we yank that uh, away from context, we miss out on understanding. I've done this exercise before with students where, you know, we say, all right, pull out your phone, go to your messages app, you know, pick the, the person that you is fifth from the top of your messages, the person that's fifth from the top and scroll up three times and read me a random text off your phone. You know, and hopefully it's more than just like, okay, <laughs> you know, and, and it gives us something like under the couch or something like that. Without context, our understanding of what's going on in that message is completely different, right? Well, I might have to read, I, with a teenager, man, I might have to read 10, 20 messages to understand what is going on in that one, in that one message because it gives me the background that develops my understanding. Now, I'm welcome to read that message and then come up with my own understanding, for sure. And this is what a lot of people do with Scripture. You're welcome to do that. Uh, you just need to also be open to the fact that there's a high likelihood of you being wrong. Right? There's no there's no chance I go to a student, I'm like, I know exactly what this meant, and I tell them. And they're like, no, I, I sent that message. It's not what it means. And I can't just be like, yeah, well, I read I read that one message. They would say, I have to say, no, look at all these other text messages. Look at the ones that come after it. Look at how it was received. Look at the ones that came before it that set that up. Right, so that's, that's an analogy that I think really helps us to know that the context develops our understanding, that if we want to understand better what actually was meant, we must look at the context of what is going on. We have to have a broader understanding of one sentence at a time. In order, in order to have a better understanding of, of the passage as a whole. And so another good example of this is in marriage, specifically in the early years of marriage, but I'm sure these conversations continue 
uh, on, uh, when you first get married or even when you first start dating, uh, you begin to learn the other person in specific ways. And one of the ways in which you do this, uh, is that each person begins to learn the other person's family. And there comes a point at the, in the dating relationship where, uh, you know, the significant other gets introduced to, uh, mom and dad. And that's the thing. It's like, okay, you know, I'm meeting the parents and am I, you know, are they going to like me? Am I going to fit in? Uh, you know, what kind of impression am I going to make? But then also, the, a bigger question is like, well, who are you? This is going to give me a bigger picture of who you are, right? I'm going to understand more about you. And when you get married and you start to fight and you start to have arguments and you start to do things that uh, bug the other person, a lot of those things come out of who we are and how we've always lived. And so we seek to understand your family of origin of the other person that you're married to. Uh, even simple things like sibling order can sometimes play a big impact in somebody's marriage. My wife was the youngest child and I was the oldest child in the homes that we were raised in. And so there are some things that we view really differently. There's some experiences we've had that are really different that cause us to act differently in different situations. And that's all context. And without that context of my wife, I would have a really hard time understanding why she does some of the things that she does. The same way she would have a really hard time understanding why I do some of the things that I do. But yet we seek to know more about the person by learning about their background. I'm learning about the history of their family. I'm learning about their family culture. Right? I'm, I'm learning uh, about uh, the genre of their family, if you will. What kind of family were you? Were you a, a blended family? You know, was, was your dad around or not? Were you, you know, did you come from a, a family? Were you the only child or were, did you have a ton of siblings? All of these things factor into who we become and the way that we live. The same exact thing is true in scripture, that the history, the background, all of those things immediately impact the meaning of the text, which means that if we don't understand the context, we are going to have a lack in understanding. Uh, again, it's it's not that you need to understand every single piece of context, but it's that when we understand the context, we often get a fuller understanding or a richer understanding of what the text is trying to say. So that's number one. Context develops understanding. Number two, context informs relationship. Context informs relationship. I remember when I first moved into Biola as a freshman, you find out like, I found out, I feel like in like, June of my senior year, like of high school, like right before I graduated, like, Hey, this is going to be your roommate. They emailed me his name. Uh, they said he's from this city. And I remember reading it and being like, Oh my gosh, this guy and I are going to be best friends like this man. I won't say his name, but it's like, I just thought I read the name and I was like, he's going to be athletic. He's going to enjoy sports. He's going to, uh, you know, want to go play pickup basketball with me. We're going to do all of these things together. It's going to be awesome. That was my picture of relationship. I got to college and realized that I could not have guessed at this man's identity more wrongly. Uh, he's, a, he's a wonderful person, but just I was completely off, right? It was not, it was not into sports, was not uh, athletically interested or inclined, loved to read, was in uh, you know the, the Tory Honors Program at Biola, which means a ton of reading, classical literature, debate, all of these things that I was like, whoa, I'm not interested in that. And that was what he did, uh, ate really differently than I did, interacted with uh, people on the floor really differently than I did. And because I had this preconception that I came to uh, in this relationship, I just, I just wrote him off 
because I, I also I was 18, but I just I didn't understand that uh, in order to have a better relationship with this guy, that I should seek to understand his context. I just expected him to fit the assumptions that I had about him. We do this with God all the time where we come to God and we project onto God the things that we want God to be like. Sometimes it's just a bigger picture of ourselves. Well, I think this is right and I think this is fair, so I know God must feel that way. Right? Sometimes it's just what we've heard. Well, I know that God is just angry and he's a, and he's judging. Sometimes it's just it's just random things like, well, God wouldn't really think that. But there's no context informing that. And when you read context and you understand scripture, it informs your relationship. And so instead of expecting God to fit the assumptions that you have about him, you come to scripture and you learn what he's already told you about himself. And it develops and informs your relationship with him. You actually find a deeper relationship with God when you allow learning about the context of scripture to inform it than you do when you just come with assumptions and preconceived notions about what you expected God to be. And that's a huge part of why context is important. Because, again, we're not reading scripture to learn all of the things that we do, 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 do in order to earn God's love or salvation. We are reading scripture to seek after and to know the love of Jesus Christ. To, to remind ourselves every time we sit down that I'm in a relationship with the God who created the universe. But our relationship is informed by things like context. Our relationship is informed by how has God acted over the last several thousand years? What has he done? What have people recognized? What's been written down? What has he told me about himself? What's true about him? All of those things inform how he acts and interacts with us today. Context most certainly informs our relationship. That's true of the same marriage analogy that I used last time. You just assume something about your spouse without having an understanding of their context, I would just say that's going to be a rough night for you. <laughs> like that is not going to end well. Okay, so that's number one is context develops understanding. Number two, context informs relationship. Number three, context impacts application. This is so important. You know, maybe one of the most famous verses uh, for being pulled out of context is Philippians 4.13. And it says, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. Now, without context, so we, and, and if you're listening to this, then you probably understand that this is pulled out of context. But without context, you could potentially develop some really wrong applications of this verse, right? To believe that actually with Jesus Christ, uh, with faith in Jesus Christ, I can do anything uh, is a faulty application of this. Right? I should go out and try to fly, save gas money because I have Jesus Christ. That's not how this works. Simple, simple literary context shows us in this passage that Paul is not saying that he's got superpowers now that Jesus lives inside of him and he can do whatever he wants. No, he's saying that if you look at the verse before, he talks about, you know, I've learned what it means uh, to have much. I've learned what it means to be in need. I've learned, you know, to be brought low and to rejoice and all of these things. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So he's not saying, uh, you know, I've learned how to run across the Sea of Galilee and I fed 5,000 people by myself. And he's not saying that he's performing miracles or doing the impossible 
because of Jesus, although there were miracles performed because of Jesus. What he's saying is that I have learned that in every situation, the answer for me is to trust Jesus. That when I have plenty and when God's been good to me, and when those random (laughs) checks come in that for some reason happen and they bolster my bank account and things are going well, I've learned what it looks like to trust Jesus in those moments. And in the opposite, when I forget to check my bank account for a few weeks and I look and it's empty, I've learned to trust Jesus then too. I've learned to trust Jesus when I'm rejoicing. I've learned to trust Jesus when I'm feeling low. And I can persevere through anything that comes my way because of Jesus Christ who strengthens me. That's a totally different meaning and application from that verse. And so if you read it without context, you might have the application that you should try something stupid because you have Christ. That's not the application. And I'm straw manning a little bit because it just is good for the, for the analogy. But when you read it with context, you get this whole other richer understanding that actually means something for your life. That literally whatever you are going through right now, the best option for you and the most trusted option for you is to follow and trust Jesus. That he is going to see you through whatever situation you're in. That there's nothing that can come your way that you can't handle because of Jesus. That in whatever comes your way, death, grief, divorce, suffering, addiction, betrayal, in all of these things, you can trust in Jesus Christ and he will see you through. And that's what Paul's getting at. And that completely changes the way we would apply that verse to our lives. And all that was, uh, was about 30 seconds of literary context. Let me just read the verse that came before this one to see what Paul's talking about. I'm going to go crazy. Let me just read a few verses that came before and a few verses that come after might ask the question, like, who's Paul writing to? What's he been talking about in the rest of Philippians? Right? Uh, You know, it's interesting. Christ strengthens me. Where else do we see that in the Bible? There's this biblical idea uh, that, that we are weak and Christ is strong. Where do I see that in scripture? And all of a sudden you start to ask some of these questions about the overall context of a passage and you start to really gain a better understanding of what it's calling you to do. So these have been three three points on why context is vital to your understanding of scripture. Again, context, context develops your understanding, context informs your relationship, and context impacts your application. I, I hope and my prayer for you is that uh, as you sit down to read your Bible this week is not that you would feel the need to do a homework assignment every time you pull it out, but is that you would feel uh, a responsibility to read carefully, that you would feel the responsibility to, uh, you know, read a verse and, and if it's good, read it again and read the verse before and read the verse afterwards. And if you have a study Bible, it's a wonderful way to get started with context. Read some of the study notes and take your time. Stop trying to get through, you know, as much of the Bible as possible in one day, and but just let a couple of verses get through you. All right, maybe, uh, you know, you have a study Bible. There's other online resources that are fantastic. Logos uh, is a wonderful, uh, you can get a free app, and you can get a lot of resources for free uh, on there as well. But for a percentage of the cost, 
uh, normally through Lagos, you can get a whole library of commentaries and these other things that are super helpful. But then there's also websites like Bible Hub and Blue Letter Bible uh, that provide a ton of free commentaries uh, and information on the original languages, things like that. That is like, it takes only a couple of minutes to ask a question and to go find the answer in it. And it completely changes your understanding of scripture. So again, context is vital to your understanding of scripture. I hope that you recognize that. And I hope uh, that looking carefully and thinking critically about the way that you read scripture uh, draws you in closer to God and how it gives you a better picture of what his calling is for your life this week. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Get Your Donut podcast. Make sure you subscribe to the show so you never miss an episode. And if you liked what you heard, rate the show and leave us a review. That helps other people find us and it lets us know how you feel about it. I hope you have an awesome day and that you never settle for anything less than all in with Jesus.